Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 233 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm tired. (laughs) Can I also be tired? Sure. Okay, I'm tired. And this episode is sponsored by Becky Gormont. Thank you, Becky. Thank, Thank you, you, Becky. You know what you should have done? We should oh. have done it like Squidward. I'm Squidward. You're Squidward. <laughs> We're all Squidward. Well, we are all tired, I'm I would tired. assume. You're yeah. tired. We're all tired. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> Today we are going to discuss part two of chapter 12. That's magical. Of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Silver and Opals. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to sprint your way through the details. I think I put that because... Harry sprints. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why I did that. (laughs) I wrote these a little bit ago. Anywho, we have exciting weekly profit news this week. Like, I'm stoked. Yeah, so Universal officially announced that their new theme park, Epic Universe, will be opening by... They said by summer 2025 so i don't really know the significance of that wording because like normally they would just say opening summer 2025 but like could it be earlier you're just like putting a deadline on yourself like by summer of 2025 will be open maybe i don't know it's kind of weird (laughs) i feel like this is a really long time from now (laughs) see i felt like it was like a really short time from now I'll be 35, so will you I guess to be building an entire park? I guess the pandemic is just kind of like throwing me off because they announced this so long ago and then then like had to stop. And then they paused it and then they started again. And like normally Universal is like so fast with construction. So like to hear them announce something is three years out. I feel like that's a long time for Universal, but I'm still excited about it. How big, like, can we compare the size of this to another park that I've adventured in? I believe its size is uh, epic. <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> because I feel like like this park just feels like there's so many areas to it. Like, it's yeah, got to be agree. super, as Alana would say, Jay Jumpus. I wonder how crowded it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be crowded. 
So we've got Nintendo going into this area, correct? Yes, there's no confirmation on Potter, yes or no, but I'm... They would be stupid not to. I'm thinking that it will be. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Potter is still where they pull in almost all of their money from the other two parks. they got a whole area dedicated to cartoons that nobody really watches anymore. (laughs) And they have a whole part of another park that is Marvel characters that they don't even own the rights to and they can't update. So the rides are... This is true. Cruddy. So there's an article... That's estimating how big people think Epic Universe is going to be based on like the land purchases that Universal made for Mm -hmm. this. Um, It's being built on a section of their newly acquired 750 acres of land. They're estimating it's going to be about 480 well, so that is all of the land. Okay. But so, it's going to be about 480, which is still more than half. So it's basically bigger than both of the other parks combined. Wow. It, that's so, what I'm saying. It sounds huge. I guess I'm, I'm looking on something on the internet, and there was like a Q&A last year with Jeff Shell, who's NBC Universal CEO, and he said, we're excited about it size-wise. It's going to be our largest domestic park, and globally it will be just a little bit smaller than Beijing. So Wow. So Hubbard. I mean, larger, small bit that's... There's so many different areas that are going into this. Like, there's no way that it could be small. Like, they've... I'm excited for the Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's going to be really cool. We got some I want to see how many acres Disneyland is. Okay, I was going to say, go ahead, try and compare it to something else. We got to glimpse um, them building Nintendo in Hollywood. And like Mm. we saw it from our hotel window and it was like, you could see the green hills. It was Mm -hmm. so cool. cool. And they already Um, had some merch there, which is kind of neat to get like a little peek into like what that stuff was going to look like. It's so Disney Pokemon there. Oh, hold on. I need clarification. Okay. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) If this is accurate. Disneyland as a whole, including Disneyland Park and California Adventure, is 500 acres. So it's just a little less than both of those parks. Basically the entirety of Disneyland. Wow. That's a little less. A little less. Basically. Disneyland and California Adventure together. Yeah. 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 That's (gasps) huge. That's a big That's really big. (laughs) That's a big park. huge. I'm down. That's exciting. And that's not even all of the and land. And that's not all the land. Is that what you because were saying? I guarantee yeah. right. they're going to want to add little to more Nintendo. Than oh, for sure. For sure. They're going to want to add to Nintendo because that's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. Think about all the things that are about Nintendo because right now we see a lot of like Mario things. Think about Donkey Kong stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? That could so be Disney or Mario fun. Kart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Universal Hollywood, when we were there a couple weeks ago, they had Nintendo merch there, which was kind of cool to see. And Katie was like, I want to get something Yoshi. And I was like, I told her, I was like, if you want to get something, I'm not going to hold you back. But just think about how much more there's going to be when it's actually open. And like the amount that you'll be able to choose from and like to be able to go and buy something when you can actually go see the land. So like we didn't end up buying anything, but they had like, they had merch for all the major characters. Like they had specific Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, um, Bowser. Yeah. Koopa. Thank you. I think. Um, 
So it was really cool. But I think that so one thing I do remember whenever they announced Epic Universe, the way that it's going to be set up is like there's going to be a middle shopping area. And then like all of these different divisions within Epic Universe are going to be like different entries like spokes. Like, yeah, like different spokes. Like, you're going to go in, like, you're going to have this hub so it's area. Like Magic Kingdom, but, <laughs> right? But bigger. It's will like Magic Kingdom, though, but or like. Will you had to go out to go in. I think you, you know have to mean? go out to go in. I oh. That, I, I mean, that's what oh, I so got from it. I want to just walk there, though, you know? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Interesting. It's going to so, be epic. It's going to be huge. <laughs> I think that they. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I don't know how much like people who listen know about the history of Universal and like their whole process of like growth, but they were literally about to shutter their doors in Orlando before they acquired Harry Potter. And Harry Potter mm-hmm. is what has kept them alive since then. And mm-hmm. I, that opened in 2010. Um, so like just to think that like because of that they are now actually going to be like a legitimate competitor to Disney in that area because right now i mean sure they're a competitor but like at the end of the day they're half the size they're a fourth of the size maybe honestly and like it's not really that much of a competition like it is a little bit and there's a little fun banter like they like to go back and forth with like announcements as if they like truly do compete but like i don't think that they really do compete (laughs) um but i think that this is gonna put universal like actually on the map this is like a huge 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 expansion and i believe that within this expansion there's also like two or three hotels that are going to be like one of them is going to be a hotel that's attached to epic universe um so you'll be able to literally like walk out of that hotel and walk into epic universe which is something that they have at disney um more specifically at california adventure that is like a true you walk out the hotel and can enter into california adventure which is absolutely amazing disney world doesn't really no have anything quite like that they have things that are extremely close but like not like that this is literally going to be just like that though where you like walk out the doors of your hotel and you can tap into a theme park um so it's going to be really really awesome i'm excited and i'm excited for it regardless of if they put potter in it or not honestly like yeah there's rumors i mean we know nintendo's coming there's rumors of um what is the dragon movie (laughs) How to Train oh. Your Dragon. How to Train, train Your dragon. dragon. Thank you. Also like a like a Classic monsters. monsters. Yeah. yeah. So like Frankenstein. I just like my problem with I guess is there new How to Train Your Dragon stuff coming out? Uh, I mean there was relatively recent stuff. I think there's like a TV show that is pretty I don't know. My only beef and I think I've said it probably like two million times on this podcast is that Universal could be great if they updated their stuff. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the stuff they have is just irrelevant. Or like they have the rights to these amazing things and they don't do anything with it. Like the only thing that they really do anything with is Jurassic Park and Harry Potter. And they could do right. more with Simpson stuff. They could. Do I'm they like, need what? to? I don't know. No. They could. <laughs> they could. I don't think it would be they could think- update SpongeBob stuff. They need to have an actual SpongeBob area instead of just a freaking gift that's shop. That's still being made. <laughs> like that's a show that yeah. keeps going on and that's a show that like 
millennials grew up with, so they loved it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Millennials it, aren't the only people going to theme parks, Sydney. But they are the ones that are bringing their kids right now. Yeah, but, like, kids these days, like, literally, they'll watch How to Train Your Dragon. Like, my cousin's kids were obsessed with that movie. I just wanted to stay relevant. It was that big of a deal. You know what I mean? I do Ooh. think How to Train Your Dragon is relevant. I will give them How to Train Your Dragon because that... People love that. People stuff. loved that franchise. I mean, and I, loved, still love I love it. that movie. It's so good. I just there's wonder, more, does it have longevity? There's like three movies. Does yeah, there's quite longevity? a few. But do you hear I think about so. a lot? I guess I don't. I guess I've been watching Bluey. Say, but you, <laughs> <laughs> in that demographic, you know what I mean? True. Yeah. True. I don't know. I mean, I'm also curious as to what they're going to do with Superhero Island whenever their contract runs out and yeah. Disney doesn't let them continue using Spider-Man and the Hulk and yeah. Captain America, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's going to be like a whole new area on islands of adventure that they'll have to retheme too. But that's a whole other conversation. Basically, that, I'm really excited for Universal. against tune. Uh, yeah. Like the that stupid area. cartoon area with like Popeye and Betty. It's Boop. literally the worst area in the world. <laughs> I hate it, it so, so much. Bad. But then it also, I mean, then it just butts up to the front. Cause then it gets like, um, carnival games over there mm-hmm. too, which I don't mind a good ski ball, but when I hear when I hear theme park, that's not what I think it makes of. Me think of Cedar Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll knock it on Cedar Point, but yeah. Anyways, shall we move on? So <laughs> yeah, shout out to Epic Universe Summer 2025. I'll be there. Um, maybe we probably not be there. <laughs> we'll be square. I'll be there. We'll be old. Uh, me. I don't care. Same. <laughs> Not that old. Not too old to go to theme park. I ain't dead. That's not a thing. <laughs> old to go to theme park. You'll be close to forty. I'll be walking theme parks, baby. <laughs> Heck yeah. I just don't if because it's gonna be insane. I don't know if I'd go right when it opens. I don't need to be there that bad. <laughs> Megan, you can read. Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then hopefully they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story or any fun things, questions, concerns, etc., you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. <laughs> Tiffany. It's the re re recap. I thought of that one on the fly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Harry was being a little reckless, trying out these spells. He has no idea what they are from his potion book that belongs to the Half-Blood Prince. It's going to nick him in the butt eventually. Nick him uh, he... in the butt. More like it's going to yep. nick Draco in the butt. Mm, yep. Oh, God. Uh, he wonders <laughs> if the Half-Blood Prince could possibly be his dad. Spoiler, it's not. And Harry finally gets another message from Dumbledore about another private lesson. So let's get ready to walk down memory lane with good old Tom again. Let's get ready to rumble. 
Let's get yep. ready to riddle. <laughs> a young Tom. Sasa, may I have a summon? No. You may not. Um, all right. So we're gonna do something super different today. I've never done this before. Shut up. You're so weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And apparently neither does the trio, except Harry's accusing Malfoy. And he's right, but everyone thinks he's wrong. So they're still in Hogsmeade. They leave Honeydukes. They see Mundungus. You know, he stole a bunch of stuff from Grimmauld Place. Needless to say, it's an understated fact. That's not right, but whatever. Harry's not happy, and like that's like an understatement, right? He's pissed. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, I said it. So we're- <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. But like... Harry's very angry in the second half of this chapter. Yeah. Um, so they have a butterbeer at the three broomsticks and they decide to go back to the castle on their way there. Katie Bell and her friend Leanne uh, are up ahead of them and she gets cursed. <laughs> why she did you say Leanne like that? I don't know. Leanne. I don't know why. I was trying to remember what her name was in the book and I was like, I think it's Leanne. 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 <laughs> Why'd you let your friend get cursed by a necklace? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Katie Bell gets cursed, and Harry blames Malfoy again, but his friends and McGonagall <sighs> shut him down. Shut, shut it, it down. down. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is he's right. It bothers me so much that they don't believe him because. First yeah, of all, like I this know. is the first time that like Ron is super against him too. Not against him, but against the idea. Yeah. And it just bothers me because it's like he's right. My bro. That's your bro. <laughs> <laughs> My brother from another mother. Yes. Oh. Who's ready? I am. So Harry is very glad that Hermione changed the subject. And Harry showed much more interest in the new extra-large sugar quills than he normally would have. Anywho, Ron, however, looks moody and merely shrugs when he's asked where he wants to go next. So Harry's like, let's just go to the three broomsticks and get toasted up. Because it's going to be warm there! Yeah? Okay. So they bundle I up what and the they temperature leave. is there. It sounds really cold. Very cold. So they leave it, the sweet shop. What? You gotta say is it right. Is it as cold as your school? Hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> the water in the sink <laughs> was dripping and ended up freezing into a little icicle today because it was so cold. <laughs> so that's fun. Quote, the bitter wind was like knives on their faces after the sugary warmth of honeydukes. And I felt that today with the bitter wind. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> bitter wind. <laughs> Sounds like a bad oh part. <laughs> it's going to be really cold down here this weekend, and I'm not looking forward to it. Like the wind chill is supposed to be in the teens. Okay, it's that, probably going to be in like the zero. That's cold for Florida. But like, what the heck, Florida? Okay, but don't Global pretend that's warning, not Katie. cold. Katie. Uh, I have to run this weekend. Yikes, a room. 
And okay, I'm just saying the whole wind chill is 15. It's 15 degrees. That's what it feels like. That is what it is. It is 15 degrees. Okay. None of that like, oh, I'm going to check the temperature. Oh, it's actually 25, but the wind chill's 15. Just tell me it's 15. It's 15 outside. (laughs) My God. I hate that. Yeah, that's what it's going to be this weekend in freaking Orlando, Florida. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't move down here for this. Well... That's what it is. And I like the cold. And the cold doesn't bother me anyway. All right, Elsa. <laughs> the shoulders. You gotta do the shoulders. She did. did she move? really did. <laughs> the street is not very busy because of the weather. And there were two men standing just outside the three broomsticks. One was the barman of the hog's head. And, and this is kind of like weird to think about. Like, why are you talking to Dung? Because listen, because listen, quote, as Harry, Ron and Hermione drew closer, the barman drew his cloak more tightly around his neck and walked away, leaving the shorter man to fumble with something in his arms. They were barely feet from him when Harry realized who the man was. He goes, my dungus. But like, what happened there? Do you think he was buying? I don't think he would buy stuff from him. Maybe. I don't think when Dungus was trying to sell him something. Did, did, um... Aberforth sell him something because he was fumbling with something. What would he try to sell him though? I don't know. I the shorter Goat man tonic. I thought was Mundungus fumbling. Sh- yeah, with yeah. I'm saying, did Aberforth sell Mundungus? Something? No, I think he's fumbling because didn't he see or, hair and he doesn't want him to know that he's got serious stuff. That is true. Yes, but then Aberforth leaves like real quick. It's just weird. But, like, when do you ever really see Aberforth outside the bar? I, to me, this is not that weird. Oh, to me, it Ooh. feels weird. Nikki said, wasn't that when Aberforth bought the mirror? Sirius's mirror. Oh, could be. It could be. That's, yeah. Oh. Okay. That makes sense. I, I like that. don't know why I... <sighs> Lots of people are saying that is correct. It could also be goat milk. <laughs> All right. No. Could be goat cheese. <laughs> I do mm. like goat cheese. I hate goat cheese. I don't like yeah. goat cheese either. And it's I too tangy. Typically don't say I hate it's things. It's very tangy. Okay, so Ugh. this is where he gets the mirror. And goat cheese. Magic mirror on <laughs> the goat wall. Cheese. Or the did he trade goat cheese for the did mirror? He did he trade goat, goat, cheese goat cheese for the mirror? Right. I'm like sure that. that's what Mundungus was fumbling. Headcanon. Okay. <laughs> Goat cheese exchanged Do you for Sirius's mirror. Goat cheese. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna sell it as a potion ingredient. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! So at the sound of his name, Mundungus dropped an ancient suitcase that he was carrying, and it burst open, and out fell fell what looked to be like the contents of. Um, it says I wrote joke shop. I think I meant antique. <laughs> and I I think I wrote joke because I'm so used to saying joke shop for Fred and George. So that's a fun pregnant Tiffany thing that we've got. <laughs> anyway. But they do mention Zonkos. Is that what you were talking about? No. No, I meant no. to say antiques, I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's all Interesting. Old stuff. Okay, okay. I'm fine. It's and, seriously old. And so this reminds me of Newt's case. So I wonder, like, does it have, like, a whole lot of, like, compartments kind of like... Probs. Moody's trunk. 
Newt suit. Hermione's handbag. Purse. Yeah. And Mundungus is no actor. So he goes, Oh, hello, Harry, said Mundungus Fletcher with the most unconvincing stab at airiness. Well, don't let me keep you. And he tries <laughs> to bounce so fast because he knows he's done wrong. And he's especially done wrong to Mr. Harry Potter. And so he begins to like scramble on the ground and try and pick up all the things that fell out of the suitcase because he wants to be out of there fast. And Harry asks him if he's selling this stuff. And he tells him that he is, you know, scrape up a living some way. And Ron picks up something silver off of the ground. Ooh, look at us. In and Mendogus makes an attempt to get it back. But Ron is quicker than him. And he recognizes. Ooh, gotta be quicker than that. What he's looking at. And Ron says, quote, Hang on, said Ron slowly. This looks familiar. Thank you, said Mundungus, snatching the goblet out of Ron's hand and stuffing it back into the case. Well, I'll see you all. Ouch! And so at that moment, Harry was about to get out some much pent-up feelings and anger, and he pins Mundungus against the wall of the pub Ooh. by the throat. Ooh. His wand is in his other hand. Joke him. <laughs> but like is this assault <laughs> you know what yes <laughs> not technically it is yes. technically yes it is okay. uh, not technically it is assault dong has screwed harry multiple times so far i know but that doesn't mean it's a I, assault you're someone. correct you're correct <laughs> by the throat you are correct i just understand his the, anger he just didn't throat. react for sure. properly by for sure. <laughs> but also we know that mundungus isn't gonna like cry like assault anyways mm, mia yeah. says does a wand count as a weapon make it aggravated was he brandishing yeah. it brandishing i mean he does say doesn't it say that he and his wand in his other hand so yeah Ooh. it's aggravated assault harry potter just wait it gets better he Quote. thought he was going to azkaban for blowing up his aunt right mm -hmm. you took that from sirius's house said harry who was almost nose to nose with mundungus and was breathing in an unpleasant smell of old tobacco and spirits that had the black family crest on it i know what spluttered mundungus who was slowly turning purple probably swish purple what did you do go back the night he died and strip the place snarled harry i know give it to me harry said <laughs> and hermione goes harry you mustn't and she's shrieking and mundungus started to turn blue he's choking Correct. That's what happens if someone's hands are around your neck and they're squeezing. Yes, that's true. And so at any rate, there's a loud bang and Harry's hands fly off Monungus's throat and he was gasping and spluttering and he grabs the suitcase and he disapparates. And Harry swore at the top of his voice and was spinning around and like looking for him. And then suddenly Tonks is there. Um, what letter of swear word do you think he said? F. For sure. F. For sure. It's for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere and anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. Yeah. F, F is, is for, for nuclear fire. bombs. <laughs> F is for fire. <laughs> that burns all the town. Oh, down the whole town. Yep. I don't know. U is town. for uranium. Yeah. Bombs. bombs. N is oh, for yeah. no, no survivors. survivors. 
<laughs> There's another one where they say, I think, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho. What do, what do I know? I don't know. So Tonks is there. So did she get Harry off of him? Did Hermione or did Mundungus do it? I don't think Mundungus did it. I don't think he did I either. He would have done Tonks. it before he turned blue. Did what? Yeah. Say that again? So there's a loud bang and oh. Harry's hand fly off of him. I, I bet think it was, it was Tonks. Tonks. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if Hermione would have been comfortable doing that. Yeah. Because she wouldn't want to like hit him either one of them in the wrong place where like Tonks is probably very much trained in that. Yeah. Being an aura or and skilled. she's got to calm under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> oh gosh and so Tonks is there and she tells him that there's no point in yelling he's gone and he's probably in London by now she doesn't seem to be very bothered by any of this um, the stealing and and all and she tells them that they should get out of the cold and she watches them as they go into the three broomsticks she is a sad tweet like she is an entire sad tweet I think she just is kind of emotionless about a lot of things right now. Uh-huh. She's sad. She's so, so incredibly sad. So, so sad. It just makes me sad. And Harry I is... I it works out in the end, but it really doesn't. No, so. I mean, for like a hot second. Harry's fuming, and Hermione tells him that he needs to stop shouting because people are looking at him. And so they go and sit down while Hermione goes to get them drinks and maybe some butterbeer is going to help them sort it all out. Listen, we'll butterbeer is always the answer. Okay. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is allergic? alcohol the answer, Katie? It's such a small <laughs> amount. Not for house elves, Katie. <laughs> right. Are they house elves? <laughs> they, I don't know. Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Harry is whispering though it is a quote furious whisper and he says can't the order control mundungus can't they at least stop him stealing everything that's not fixed down when he's at headquarters which he shouldn't be mentioning but i get he's upset like right you know that this is a secret society and you're in a bar Anyway, so I do think that at this point, though, Hermione is remembering. You're in a bar. <laughs> well, because Hermione's remembering how she got burned by being overheard and urges him to but shush himself. It was also they were saying because she was in a bar where like she was easily overheard because not a lot of people were in there. Yeah, I think that she's probably just like, this is m- even more important than yeah, Dumbledore's army. Sure. So, like, let's oh, not so. take any chances, Harry. Um, because she also notices that there are a couple of warlocks sitting close by who were staring at Harry with great interest. And <laughs> like, I didn't. What's a warlock? I well, know. I was like, what's the differentiation? Warlock. Yeah, you said it yeah. funny. I was like, warlock. Warlock. The winter War- warlock. Warlock. Uh, so <laughs> a warlock. How do you say it? Warlock. Warlock is a very old term that has two meanings to describe a wizard of unusually fierce appearance. So Dumbledore or as a title denoting a particular skill or achievement. Did you just say what? What do you mean by fierce? Because, yes, he is fierce. But the way that you said it, because he's got like sounded because he's like got fierce fashion. Yeah, you got those. Purple heel okay. boots. Fierce they appearance. They change it to fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I like the word fierce as a descriptor. 
Makes him sound mean unless you say no. Fierce. Yeah, that's how I meant it. Yeah, fierce. Put it in I, italics. Someone could be fierce. It's not, it's not fierce, you know? That's not that's what I read a negative it. thing. No, but I read it as, I don't know, like he's got warts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is a Tiffany problem. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> it probably um, is. So... It originally denoted one learned in dueling and martial magic, or it was given as a title to a wizard who had performed feats of bravery, such as like muggles being knighted. It was like that similar type of title. Um, It is sometimes incorrectly used as interchangeable with the term wizard, though. So I don't know why she felt the need to use that word to differentiate these people, but here we are. Yeah. Um, Hermione also noticed Zabini nearby. I literally still just want to say Zambini every time I read his name and I struggle to say Zabini. Um, but Hermione does a good job, I think, because she acknowledges that like it's Harry's things that he's stealing. So that has to be annoying. And Harry like gags on his butterbeer because he honestly hadn't even thought of that. He was really just mad that like they were serious as things. Um, but he had forgotten that Grimald Place was his, which means everything in it is also his. So, yeah, Mundungus was straight up stealing from him. Um, mm. And that fires him up a little bit more. So I think that it didn't really have the, uh, I don't know if Hermione wanted a calming effect. She was definitely trying to, like, chill him out. This did not do that. So he then goes, yeah, it's my stuff. No wonder he wasn't pleased to see me. Well, I'm going to tell Dumbledore what's going on. He's the only one who scares Mundungus. And her mind is just like, yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea, Harry. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> stop talking about it here. Please stop. Um, she catches Ron staring, though, towards the bar. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, what are you staring at? And he's like, nothing. And Harry immediately is like, in his head, Harry doesn't say this, but he's like, he's looking for Madame Rosmerda. And then oh, yeah. Hermione responds, I expect nothings in the back getting more fire whiskey. <laughs> Here's Nothing my question. is under the Imperious Curse. <laughs> Here's my question. About oh, that's this, right. Though, because we've been in the three broomsticks before where like he's not staring like this. It's just interesting. And I get why she did it because. Yeah, because we're supposed we need to, to see like, this remember. relationship build. I do also think that, like... What relationship? What are we mean? watching build? Ron and Hermione. I guess. I'm thinking more specifically, like, Rose Myrta. Myrta. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think that it's just, like, a convenient way of bringing up Rose Myrta right now. Um, because she wants us to acknowledge the fact that Rose Myrta's missing. Yeah, and it's saying. just like, like I get why she did it. I just don't a little hint like it. Oh, I thought you were Indeed. talking about the fact that like the conversation between Ron and Hermione is happening like this because we're supposed to no. see. No, 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 no. I'm talking about their like, relationship. Just like it's just weird because like it's never said like nothing like this has been said before. When does somebody say that Ron fancies her? That's in four, right? I don't know. I kind of feel like it's, I mean, I'm thinking to the movies, like Hermione mentions it in Prisoner of Azkaban. Like she says something to Harry, like Ron fancies her. Yeah. I think he might blush. So I do kind of like, yeah, like I think it's just kind of like an ongoing little joke between the group, maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. 
I always had pictured Rosmerta like pretty good looking anyway. So like that was just like my head cannon. I don't know. Hot. Um yeah, she's hot. Hot murder. Harry was thinking about Sirius and how he had hated those goblets anyway. And then Harry finished his butterbeer and suggests that they just go back to school. And everybody agrees, meaning Ron and Hermione. They are everybody. Um, So as they are heading out, the weather is just getting worse, like as they'd been there. And they went and they held their cloaks tightly around themselves. They rearranged their scarves, pulled on gloves and then followed And again, this is interesting that this is being pointed out because really there was no reason for it besides the fact that we're supposed to know Katie Bell and a friend are ahead of them. So they follow Katie Bell and a friend out of the pub and back up the high street. This is the first time I'm realizing high street in the books is capitalized. Is it like that at the park? I don't think so. It just says Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. But there's nowhere that says high street. But I think that would be cool if they did. Yeah. Because I looked on the wiki, and that is the name of the street that all of the shops are on in Hogsmeade is High Street. But you I thought never that was cool. noticed that at the park? No. Mm-hmm. Next time I'll you have go, to keep you an should eye look. Out. Yeah, you should look. But, like, just reading the books, this was the first time I noticed that, like, that was capitalized. I mean, yeah. you're pointing it out to me. I must have glossed over it, too. I guess I just, I don't know, that, like, wasn't a... I've never nitpicked this book before, you know? So it's like... yeah just interesting thing that i came across and then i looked it up on the wiki and that is in fact a true fact that's a that really that is good the name of the street question isn't it just like wink 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 put that in your little it is a cool thing i don't know Roll so <laughs> yes it is the name thank you wiki 1940 we're using rolodex <laughs> it's fine uh so as they are walking out harry is his mind is just wandering and he's thinking of Ginny and the fact that they didn't meet up with her because her and Dean are at Madam Puttyfoot's tea shop. And I think that he calls it like the horror place for couples or something because he didn't have a good experience there with Joe. Uh, he likes describes it some funny way like that. I can't remember the exact word. Um, Make out haunting, central. I think the, ha- the haunting, the haunting for the happy couples. Some, yeah, that sounds right. The haunting <laughs> um, for the happy couples. Nice. Um, so he just like scowls at the thought that her and Dean are there together and they trudge on towards the school. And it was a while before Harry became aware that the voices of Katie Bell and her friend, which were being carried back to them by the wind, ha- had started to become shriller and louder, like not in a good way. They're like having a heated argument together. So Katie is yelling at who we now know is Leanne and says, it's nothing to do with you, Leanne. Mind your business. Mind your business. If I want to get cursed, I want to get cursed. <laughs> so I wanted to know if there were any other mentions of Leanne. Um, she is a Hufflepuff, so that's interesting. She was a member of Dumbledore's army. She fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. She witnessed Harry's final defeat of Voldy and survived the Second Wizarding War. Um, Wait a minute. She was in Dumbledore's army? Yeah, I guess. But, but maybe that was just in friend. the movies. Maybe. It could be just a movieism. Hmm. Um, They're like, oh, you were there? I don't remember. It says, despite being in separate houses, she became friends with Gryffindor Katie Bell. She was sorted into Hufflepuff. 
It, oh, okay. Here it says it's unknown if Leanne joined Dumbledore's army as Katie did, but she joined the group in late '97 when Neville assumed the group. So she uh, was a part of it at uh, the Battle of Hogwarts. Got it. So that's why they're like, it, we're not sure if she was actually in Dumbledore's army in '95, but she was in '97. Got I mean, it. Did she live? So she probably was. Yeah, that's what it says that she did. Good for you, Leanne. But did you die? It says here in Leanne's seventh and final year at Hogwarts, her education would take a turn for the worst with the former headmaster Albus Dumbledore dead. Severus Snape took the position of head and employed. Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Employed Amicus Caro and Electo Caro. Um, and she joined Neville and Dumbledore's army that year. Oh, it says on the Hogwarts Express journey to school that year, she sat with Romilda Vane, Lavender Brown, and Cormac McLaggen, as was present when the Death Eaters raided and searched the train for Harry Potter. That's probably a movieism. Yes, that is a movieism. So interesting. Um. So. It is sleeting at this point, and Harry, like, reaches up to wipe the sleet off of his glasses. When they round the corner, Leanne goes to grab hold of the package that Katie has in her hands, and Katie tugs back. The package falls to the ground, and immediately Katie rose into the air, not like Ron had done, which was suspended comically by the ankle, but she rose in the air gracefully, her Ooh. arms outstretched as though she was about to fly. Yet there was something wrong, something eerie. This is how it is described. I do not like this scene. I mean, it's done very well, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just like eerie. She has an... Hold on. What is the movie where the little girl is... Screaming. And they're like throwing holes. She's like screaming. The exorcism. The exorcism. Or Exorcist. The exorcist. This reminds mm. me of The Exorcist because she like gets lifted Ooh. off the bed like that, real slow and gross. But then yeah. like, doesn't her head spin or something? Mm. It's been a gross. minute since I've seen that movie. It's yeah. so gross. No, Wasn't that movie you. like curse that? And I think somebody died. I feel like somebody actually fell down the steps and died. Um. <sighs> yeah, and that, and then what's the one with the TV? <sighs> with Carol Ann? The Ring. The no. Ring. No old what the, the little girl where she's Baby. sitting there watching tv and she's a little girl yeah what's that called uh, somebody died on that set too she's she also passed away she's I'm, young the little girl they're like these some of these horror movies are, are like well are they called horror are they classic suspense poltergeist mm, yeah she had like a kidney disease or something mm-hmm. <sighs> anywho that's what it reminded me of I feel like so like in the books, it's described as Katie literally screaming. But I love how, again, in the films, they decided to have the scream be silent. And I think that like that made it more eerie mm-hmm. um, Her because mouth was, like so wide open. Like, it was like She couldn't yes. get the anguish out. Yeah. You know. Because in the book, it's described it's described similarly to how it is viewed in the movie, honestly. But the difference is like the screaming and the um, what's the word like thrashing and writhing like that doesn't that's not. No. Well, I mean, it is. She like gets pulled back and forth. It's more of like a possession. Yeah. In the movie, which I which I liked that portrayal. 
Um, so, okay. So according to the book, it says that her expression was empty and the trio and Leanne both stop and watch this happen. Katie then lets out a terrible scream. Her eyes fly open, but whatever she was seeing or whatever she was feeling was clearly causing her terrible anguish. She just kept screaming and screaming. And because of that, Leanne began screaming too, just out of being terrified, and goes to grab and seize Katie's ankles to try to tug her back to the ground, but it wasn't working. So Ron and Hermione rush over to try to help pull her down. But before they could really like try to pull her, she just falls on top of them. And Harry and Ron kind of manage to like catch her, but she's writhing so much they can't hold on to her. So they lower her to the ground and she continues just thrashing and writhing and screaming. And she just Mm -hmm. like it's almost because of her expression. It's just like she doesn't know any of them. It's like she's just not herself. She doesn't recognize anybody. So obviously this is terrifying. Um, Yeah, I got bad chills. I like I can't even imagine. So Harry looks around hoping to see an adult of some sort i'm assuming and then he just says i'm going to go and get help and he starts sprinting towards the school and literally collides with hagrid and hagrid is a little bit oblivious to like the the clear like rush of what harry has to look like right now and just begins telling him that he just visited grop and harry just tells him someone is cursed or hurt back there Um, Just like interrupting his his story that he is like telling Harry and Hagrid immediately just goes, is it Ron? Is it Hermione? And Harry says no. And I kind of feel like in this moment. I feel like it probably wakes Hagrid up to like maybe stop being upset with them because like it could have been one of them. It's like kind of like a little bit of a rude awakening. This is really Uh, just a headcanon for me. I think he was already over being upset with them because they kind of cleared the air when they had that conversation in the hut. Yeah. But I gathered from that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. This is an extra layer to that. Like, oh, because like, I just, I like that. Like, I mean, obviously his reaction immediately was like, is it Ron? Is it Hermione? So like immediately your thoughts are like, oh my God, what if it was one of them? And like, we were still, you always feel upset with each other. And like, at least for me, like I always feel that way. Like if I'm, it makes me almost physically sick to my stomach if I'm not like on good terms with someone I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and I think they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, I no, think they were fine. I'm just saying that. So like this well, would sure. be like Katie, Katie, I think said or some one, one of the Petruses said it would be like an extra added layer. Like you never know what's going to happen in life. Like it's it's too short. Yeah. You know? I'm always says you only own today. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. arguing over stuff like a class that you may not have taken, like have the conversation because it's something obviously your feelings were hurt, like have that conversation. But like try and fix it, you know, try and get through it. Don't hang on to that. Don't hang on to stuff. Yeah. It's not worth it. I got really agreed. Yep. Are you done, ma'am? I am done. All right. Harry tells Hagrid, no, it's not Ron or Hermione. It's Katie Bell. And he's like, it's this way. Um, 
thank God he like ran into him because like yeah. how you'd have to lo- go a long way back up to the school because we know how long that trek is now. Yeah. By the time like and it's going to take you extra time because there's snow and there's wind. And why don't it's... they have carriages doing this to like helping? I'm sure the Thestrals like to play in snow. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I need someone to draw that. too. Um, That's cute. That's oh, so baby. cute. Also, though, that like Hagrid can carry her. Not that like other adults can't, but like I and think it's fast. faster than he's using faster. magic and everything else. Yeah. And... Gosh. Yeah. Um, so when they get back, Katie is still writhing and screaming on the ground. And Ron, Hermione, and Leanne are trying to quiet her and like comfort her. And Hagrid looks at her for like one second and then without a word, he scoops her up and just starts sprinting for the castle. So I thought this was really sweet. Hermione hurries over to Leanne and like puts her arm around her because like yeah, they're worried about Katie, but she's on her way to help, and like now it's like Leanne has to deal with the trauma of seeing whatever just happened. Yeah. Um, so she, Hermione asks, like, did this just happen all of a sudden? And Leanne says it was when the package tore open. So the package is on the ground now. It's split open and it has, like, it's showing some sort of greenish glitter. And Ron bends down to get it and Harry grabs his arm and he's like, don't touch that. So Harry crouches down to look better at it and it's an, an ornate opal necklace poking out of the paper. Opal look like it's my birthstone, actually. I it's love like opals, it's so like, much. um, there's a bunch of different kinds, but generally, oh, it's, pretty. it's like a white with like a, like a white stone that has like a opalescent kind of. sort of. I guess that's why that's like what that, that word is, yeah, rainbow-y. like rainbowy colors throughout it, yeah, it's pretty. I mm. have always loved opals, which is funny because then my wife's birthday was uh, opal. Hey, it it symbolizes faithfulness and confidence. That's what the internet tells me. An opal is. I love them. I mean, I should be more confident. It's a Greek word, opalos, opalos, meaning to see a change in color. Oh, I like that. <sighs> Um, so Harry remembers this necklace or yeah, this necklace from Borgen and Burks four years ago. I can't remember freaking breakfast. And this kid remembers this quick little glance of this necklace from when he was 12 years old. And he remembers that the label said it was cursed and he guesses that Katie must have touched it. So he asks, sorry, no, I feel like that. There are just certain things that like stick with you and you never know what's going to be a core memory. Um, True. But like, I feel like the time that he saw this, this was in chamber, right? When he goes mm-hmm. to the flu network and says, diagonally, whatever. <laughs> right. And so this moment was like, that was a big deal for him because he's now thrust in the wizarding world by himself and he doesn't know where he is so i feel like he took in like every little detail while he was there because it was you know a big deal and obviously seeing something that was like cursed like that has he had he ever seen anything like that before you know right i feel like he hadn't so fair points really was locked in his brain um, so Harry asks, how did Katie get a hold of this? And Leanne says, well, that's why we were arguing. She came back from the bathroom in the three broomsticks holding it, said it was a surprise for somebody at Hogwarts and she had to deliver it. She looked all funny when she said it. 
And then she says, oh, no, I know. I, I bet she was imperious and I didn't know it or I didn't realize. So Hermione's patting her shoulder and like trying to comfort her. And she said, did Katie say who had given it to her? And Leanne said, no, she wouldn't tell me. And I said she was being stupid and not to take it up to school, but she just wouldn't listen. And then I tried to grab it from her. And then she's like overcome. She can't talk anymore. So Hermione suggests going back up to the school and Harry gathers up the necklace with his scarf. Just smart because you should not touch that. And he says, we're, we're going to have to show this to Madame Pomfrey. But is Which it crocheted? Is, Are there holes in the scarf? I thought the same thing. I thought oh so. <laughs> is it a tight knit? It's got to be tight knit. I hope it's better be. Better be. It better be like within the paper wrapping than the scarf. Right. Um, so on the way back to school, Harry is, quote, thinking furiously. And he can't keep it to himself anymore. So he blurts out, Malfoy knows about this necklace. It was in the case at Borgen and Burks. I saw Malf Malfoy take a good look at it. And he says, this is what he was buying that day when we followed him. He remembered it and went back for it. So I pulled from Chamber of Secrets just to give us a little throwback to, a, what, four books ago? Um, Harry watched nervously as Draco drew nearer and nearer to his hiding place, examining the objects for sale. Draco paused to examine a long coil of hangman's rope and and red smirking the card propped on a magnificent, magnificent necklace of opals. Caution, do not touch. Cursed has claimed the lives of 19 muggle owners to date. That's crazy. So when I looked this up. A lot of people. Yeah. I looked this up on the wiki and there was just like a lot of speculation of like, does the curse change depending on like how much of you touches it? Like if it's just like a brush, like what seems to have happened to Katie, like it took her six months to recover from this. So if it's like if you were to try to like put it on, it was assuming it would be like instant death pretty much. Yeah. Which is scary. Could you even get it on first? You know what I mean? Right. She just brushed yeah. it. Like, if you hold it, you're dead. I wonder if um, it has anything to do with blood status. Like, was it made so, like, mud, like, muggleborns can't touch it? Or, like, what's her blood status? Half? Oh, she's pure. pure or half. Oh. So you don't know. Um, I don't know. Because, like, you know, it only mentions muggles. That's huh. a good thought. Because it only mentions like the death of muggles. And also I like Katie, you said something about like changing. Did you say that? Or did Sarah say that? I did not. Because the opal and the changing of colors. That's cool. I don't remember who said it, but I don't either. Good call. <laughs> Even though they literally <laughs> just said it. <laughs> Um, so here's Harry trying to bring up Malfoy again and he's correct and Ron is hesitant and he's like I don't know a lot of people go to Borgen and Burks and didn't Katie get it in the, from the girls bathroom and Harry argues Leanne just said she came back from the bathroom with it it doesn't mean she necessarily got it from the bathroom itself so as they're walking um, McGonagall is approaching them and she's hurrying to meet them I guess Hagrid had told her that they had seen what had happened and she wants them to come to her office and when she sees the necklace, she's like, she's like very taken aback by it. So the wiki also suggested that it seems that the necklace's history is well known because when McGonagall saw it, she was horrified. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe this does have some sort of history. Yeah. Um. So Filch, 
He's such a creep. Filch comes shuffling eagerly over with his secrecy sensor because he wants to <laughs> catch him. It would go off, too, because they have a freaking cursed necklace. And McGonagall's like, they're with me. Take the necklace to Snape. So they follow McGonagall to her office, and it's described as feeling chilly, even though there's a fire. So, like, I think they're all just really freaked out as to what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so she asks them, like, what happened? And Leanne tells her. Um, and then she says, all right, said Professor McGonagall, not, oh, not unkindly. Go up to the hospital wing, please, Leanne, and get Madame Pomfrey to give you something for shock. I read that as not kindly, and I was like, whoa, McGonagall, that's not nice. <sighs> yes. Uh, I just like the fact that um, Morgan and Burks is being brought up. I know that that's where the necklace came from, but that's also very important later for this book. Because that's how the Death Eaters get to the other vanishing cabinet. It's through Borgen and Burks. And fun fact, I wore that hoodie to work today. I didn't even mean to wear I'm wearing it now. And Marty did it really? I had it on earlier. And that's Marty funny. goes, What's your shirt say? And I like I was like, Borgen and Burks, it's a it's a bad wizard shop. <laughs> and he goes, okay. <laughs> How else are you going to explain it? Right. Pretty much. Do you yeah. want me to go into really big detail? Let me talk to you about Tom Riddle and his job after yep. Hogwarts. <laughs> That's why you turned out the way you turned out. You work in retail. Whew, that can oh change a person. Oh Let me tell gosh. you. Oh my gosh. I had a lady. I had a lady get yes, mad at me today. Us. Because I gave her her items through the window too quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm actually the, not sorry. Have the day you deserve, sweetie. I literally wish that I could have said that. I also thought at the end, because she was like, I mean, it's one thing if you're just like actively annoyed, but she was like, snatching things out of my hand like purposely being like rude and mean she was like yapping at me about how mad she was at me because I wasn't being patient with her and I was just like aren't you just like standing there handing her things yeah Yeah, this lady acted like Meg was like take it take it I don't know you need to give people time to put their money away I'm also pretty sure she called me sweetheart, and that made me want to punch her in the face. You should have told her. You should have said, "Bless your heart." I wanted to tell her, "I hope you have a better day." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Next said, "I don't know what crawled up her butt and died." (laughs) (laughs) Something, something did. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Sive, speaking of Karens, Meg and I asked. E L E X A E L E X A A L E X A. Okay. Um, what the male version of a Karen was, and she knew. She gave us an answer. I was like, "Wow!" Because I couldn't think of it. It's It's Kevin. It's a Kevin. (laughs) Sorry for any Kevins or Karens out there. (laughs) I just know Karen the the emu. She's my favorite. Just emus are cool. Emus are cool. Not as cool as llamas or alpacas. Yeah, I also asked the Amazon device today a lot about llamas and alpacas. Yeah. Anyway, Harry Potter. So McGonagall asks, "Huh?" I said Amazon device. (laughs) Um, McGonagall asks the trio what happened when Katie touched the necklace. So Harry tells her, and I like this part in the movie when she's like, "Why is it always you three?" And Ron's like, 
been asking myself that for six years. Um, so Harry asks to see Dumbledore and McGonagall says that he's away and Harry says away and she said yes Potter away anything you have to say about this horrible business can be said to me I'm sure so Harry has to think about it though because he's like Dumbledore you know McGonagall's Mm -hmm. intimidating and Dumbledore is too in a way but he seems much less likely to like make fun of a theory even if it's wild like he would always entertain that fact or like ask him like why he thinks that instead of just dismissing it but harry thinks this is life and death right now and i don't have time to worry about being laughed at so uh he decides to go with it i mean it's the wizarding world why is any theory like two bananas i would agree with that just saying. I would agree. Say. I don't know. What if the bananas are two bananas? Talk to me, sauce. I'm talking to you. Talk to me, talk to me, talk um, to me. Unsurprisingly, sad. Harry tells McGonagall that he thinks it was Malfoy Jr., aka Drago, who gave it KT the necklace. And it was him. Uh, but they don't believe him. And, anyways, Ron and Hermione, they're visibly uncomfortable with this. Like, I think it was Hermione shuffling her feet, and Ron was like, I don't know, doing something with his hand or something. Um, and they don't agree with him. They don't think it was Malfoy. McGonagall asks if he has any proof because that's a very serious accusation. Uh, and no, he doesn't. But he does tell her all about the whole Borgen and Burke thing and then how they overheard Draco uh, and all of that. And then so like after some explanation, she asks Harry if she, he saw him leave the package. Nope, leave the shop with a similar but no harry did not see him leave with anything um but like he was like yeah but he had asked or really told borgen that he had to leave whatever was there like that he was after like needed to stay there um because it really what he was after he can't carry home um harry's getting angry at this point because no one is believing him um Ron, ron and hermione like are kind of explaining how it really wouldn't and doesn't make any sense for Malfoy to have taken the necklace um, with the conversation they overheard and whatnot. And then like, they're kind of like Hermione goes into like the logistics of it. So she says it would be all wrapped up. So he wouldn't have had to touch it and easily quite easily to hide. Wow. Quite easy to hide inside of a cloak. So nobody would see it. I think whatever he reserved at Borgen and Burks was noisy or bulky. Something he knew would draw attention to him if he carried it down the street. In any case, I asked Borgen about the necklace. Don't you remember mm. when I went in to try and find out what Malfoy had asked him to keep? I saw it there and Borgen just told me the price. He didn't say it was sold or anything. Why would why would she think that Borgen wouldn't lie about anything or tell her like he doesn't owe her anything? Correct. But Harry kind of was like well like no offense Hermione but you're like not a, not great, actress. a great actress <laughs> yeah um, he was like you're basically she was really being obvious about it so how yeah. do you know that like he didn't just sell this to Malfoy and so he's just t- saying whatever you know what yeah. I mean but like it makes more sense for him like just to say the necklace costs this much whatever else you yeah. know I don't know yeah um because he's like, how do you know Malfoy didn't already buy it? Um, McGonagall basically is like, I, I've had enough. And she's also angry. And so then she explains that just because Malfoy was there in the shop doesn't mean that he is the one that bought the necklace and they gave it to Katie Bell. And then she's explaining that they've placed a lot of security measures on the castle so she doesn't believe that anyone have, would have been able to get the necklace into the school without them knowing about it. But, like, 
how did he get the necklace and how did he get it to Manamar with Mirta? Um, Like I, it's never really, I don't think it's ever like said. uh, I thought that somebody, I thought that this was answered. I don't think it was because I Googled it. You looked it up. I was wondering the same thing. I was like, is the, the cabinet fixed and they like just, put it in there and he paid for it that way i don't know no because the cabinet's not fixed until the end where he's Mm -hmm. whooping right before harry and dumbledore go to the lake got it for a quick vacation this is saying he (laughs) used one of the secret passages but i don't know like if that it wouldn't would it it make sense but i don't know if that's like explicitly said but it would it be too far-fetched for rose marta that she's under the imperious curse to go to Morgan and Burks and pick it up. But like, let's talk about that. Cause sure. I'm also thinking like, how, how does it work longevity wise and like distance wise of like he, him putting in the imperious curse on her and, and then her, her putting the imperious curse on Katie. And like, how does that work? Where like, say he does tell her like, go to Morgan and Burks, get the necklace. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, is it one of those things where like you, you give them a, ta- like in my mind, it's not like that. She's under the imperious curse. This is your task. Go and do it. Yeah. And then she goes and does it, but also does her normal day things. Like, mm. is that how the imperious curse works? Can you or- tell them to do, can you, or do you constantly have to like be, I don't know how, I don't know. I guess it depends. Doesn't it depend on how strong you are at casting it? Cause didn't Harry, when he put the imperious curse on Travers, didn't he have to, did he have to redo it? Am I remembering that wrong? Oh, I thought he had to like, or maybe he just told him to do something else. But doesn't he say Imperio again? I don't know. Where are my seven people? Okay, uh, Megan. Uh, Somebody online suggested maybe he had the necklace delivered to Rosmerda to bypass the security measures of Hogwarts. Well, also, Mm. is he in good graces... In any capacity with Filch, or is anybody in Gringotts with Filch? Because no, I doubt it. But Filch see, I think doing that... something like not with fidelity, so things were slipping through. But I, I do that think that well? like the owls being checked for that kind of stuff is more than Filch. Yeah, because like when they arrive this year, it's Flitwick doing it, right? I have no idea. Sure, it is in the remember. movie for sure, but I can't remember about. The movies book. but no, i don't know no, I, the nothing. whole imperious thing that's that's kind of the part i'm stuck on because like how do you live your everyday life but do xyz yeah like how did i don't to me that's just not in my mind that's not how i thought it worked but i don't know maybe the author just did what she wants because that's a book and that literally what and she's are. the creator yeah um <laughs> i don't know it just seems like a lot like it just seems too easy to like i'm gonna imperious her she's gonna do this to have and then have her imperious like and not to be like anywhere near her when all of this goes down where is malfoy at at the school yeah he's in detention he is in detention yeah (sighs) um so mcgonagall anyways give us your feedback what you think um mcgonagall then gives um malfoy an alibi because he wasn't at Hogsmeade, he had detention with McGonagall. And she tells him because he's failed to do his transfiguration homework twice in a row, which I think is something she really shouldn't have told them because it's none of their business. Um, and that's a really, 
I think, crappy thing to do. Um, but maybe we're getting this piece of information to know, like, hey, he's up to something. Because he right. he's a Death Eater. Because Harry's right. <laughs> and y'all are wrong. Yeah. Listen to the freaking Chosen One. Okay? Whoa. He'd save lives. Any hoosies. <laughs> but I just think that's really, really, like, I read that and I was, like, horrified that when, she... When do teachers at Hogwarts ever do things the way that they should it's just messed up i don't like it yeah no you shouldn't disclose that kind of information you could say he was at the school i know where he was you didn't have to say he was in detention the detention the homework the detention part that's whatever i feel like that's like one of those things where like everyone knows when anyone's like in trouble but like because he failed to do his homework like you don't need to know why people are in detention like that's messed up true Um, um morgan uh on discord corrected me and helped me out um harry using imperious and seven he uses it once on travers and then once on bogrod so everything's fine um, so i don't know about imperious curse stuff i don't know realistically it's not real so realistically uh so she then thanks harry for telling her his thoughts and then she dismisses them so she can go see katie bell in the hospital wing so Harry's mad. He's mad at the whole situation. I get I get the whole thing of like people not listening to you and not believing you. Incredibly frustrating, especially when it's your best friends. Um, so he's angry and he's really angry at his friends for setting with McGonagall, but he doesn't let them stop. He doesn't let that stop him from joining their conversation. Uh, and they're kind of talking about like who they think Katie was supposed to be giving the necklace to. And so Harry says that it could be a lot of people. He says Dumbledore, because basically Death Eaters want him out of the way, but also like Voldemort would too. Slughorn, because we already know that Voldemort wanted him. Um, and then he gets cut off and Hermione says, you. And Harry's like, no, mm-hmm. that makes no sense. We're like, I can get where she's coming from. But he was like, yeah, uh, he makes the connection that like it could have been him because Katie Bell knew that they were behind them. So like if. Uh, and they were behind him like the entire time from Hogsmeade all the way up to Hogwarts or wherever on that path that she literally got cursed. She would have just turned around and given him the necklace. Um, and yeah. And so then he goes, he wonders why Malfoy wanted to her to bring the necklace to the castle. And then Hermione reiterates that Malfoy wasn't in Hogsmeade, but Harry counters with, then he must've had someone helping him crab or Goyle, or maybe another death eater. Uh, and Ron and Hermione are in agreement, but like, I don't even think they like, they just kind of look at each other, but they agree that that's not the case. So Hermione says the password to the common room, which is Dilly Grout, I think is how you'd say this. And I Googled it and it's not spelled exactly the same. Um, I guess here it is. So it's a dish traditionally presented at the coronations of Kings and Queens of England. Um, porridge. It's thought to be a super stew made from almond milk, Capping sugar and spices, What's but a porridge like dish. I will read in a second, Tiffany. Okay. Um, it's a porridge like dish with other ingredients has been described. Uh, it was first presented in uh, 1068 at the coronation of Matilda of Flanders, Flanders, wife of William the Conqueror. And its final presentation was at the coronation of George the, the fourth. Uh, yeah. In 1821. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> Cap'n is uh, also a cockerel or a rooster that has been castrated or neutered, either physically or chemically. What the heck? 
So wait, go back. It's rooster. So it's a, a and sugar soup or soup <laughs> made from almond milk. It doesn't look good. Ew. <laughs> I don't well, want to eat that. This is a picture that. of Bardolph, which is a dish considered to be similar to Dillagrout. No thanks, I'll pass. Uh, yeah, no. Megan, nope. You had your hand up. I just wanted to to go back to the Imperious Curse thing because. And you acknowledged it in Discord, but Nikki brought up that Harry did have yeah. to redo Imperius after the Thieves' downfall. Yeah, that's what he had to redo because the Thieves' downfall wipes off everything. Um, who brought who who said that the second time? Ni- Nikki, I think. Yes, Nikki. Nikki. Thank you. Um. Anyways, so now they're in the common room, and they can tell by the way that the people that are inside are acting and like whatever that they haven't heard about Katie yet. Ron points out that it was a great. It wasn't a great attack because it never made it into the castle. Like the um. Well, technically it did, but it was thwarted before the necklace made it to its real destination of whomever, aka Dumbledore, that it was supposed to get there. Also, like Dumbledore. I don't think we just like open a rando package. Uh, per, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's I would it. hope not. I'm I sure think, like, I'm he sure would they... probably open it like t- like take the paper off and then be like, Haha, you're cursed. He ain't dumb. Yeah, I'm sure it's not the first time somebody's tried to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> just right. not, if you think. Feel I'm like... sure um, Grindelwald tried to kill him in that little duel. Hmm. Uh, and Hermione agrees that it wasn't well thought out. So Harry counters with saying Malfoy wasn't known for being like the world's best thinker. Um, but he is pretty smart. Yeah. I think he's just struggling. And yeah. Uzi's Hermione and Ron don't say anything back to him because they Here's, don't agree. So are they just like, I get that five was a fiasco in the end. I get that. Okay. But he didn't do that with, like, any ill intention. Like, Harry was following something that he thought was real. Yeah. He's never been one to cry wolf. Why wouldn't they want to help their friend at least try and figure this out instead of just dismiss him? I have to say, if I was so determined about something and believed something so much... I'd stop talking to you. And you guys were like... (laughs) hard no I, it wouldn't make sense like at least hear what you were trying to tell me you know what i mean like well, they just like don't want to hear it and with harry the only time really that we see him be wrong is that he was given physical evidence that was like this is what's happening so he goes and yes it ended badly but every other time where he's done kind of like the work where he's like i think this is happening he's right yeah he's right so like why all of a sudden you aren't believing him? Trust like his it's gut, it's kind you know? of like bad writing in my opinion. Like you're all of a sudden you don't believe him when he's always been right. And I literally think it's just because I, of, it's because of the ministry and they like think that he's I think wrong it's, or I don't know. I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair to say it's bad writing because like we have to remember what Ron and Hermione individually went through at the ministry because of Harry's 
decisions and assumption vision. and decision and like they didn't have to go with him first of all second of, of all of course they didn't but they, they but went into one, it one and they now changes every single thing they've ever like they don't believe their friend anymore like that to me is like I mean, that's huge like hermione almost died ron almost died what happens with this book though like he's I, right he and then he almost because no one believes him and i think because he goes so far because no one believes him that he almost ends up killing Malfoy, which that would have, if that had actually happened and he would have died, like that would have been life changing for Harry. I think, I, think, that it's, I mean, I think sure. But I think so- it's unfair to just like say Ron and Hermione are like not written well because they're not suddenly not agreeing with him when like realistically that is probably a valid reaction from them at the, at the end of five. Okay. I would be iffy about things he said this time if he didn't want to listen to what i hermione if i'm hermione i hermione had to say about it the because last you time were right last time right that makes it's sense. not really that unrealistic it makes sense though because then after they don't listen to him this year then they do follow everything he says in seven so I'm it's just, almost like, like it, it's like it things like makes, back and forth the back and forth it just makes me sad because like he didn't do anything flippantly. You know what I mean? Like he thought that what he was seeing was real and it's not like it was before, you know what I mean? With the Voldemort connection and all of that, like these aren't made up conversations that he's seeing through a vision in his sleep. Like these are things that he's experienced in the waking world. And it just, right. it upsets me that his best friends in the world don't even like give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, with that. It's like they don't even listen to him yeah. at all. And I, I guess, yeah, they're traumatized from last year. Cause that was bad. That was really bad. And you know, people got hurt, serious died, but like, it makes me sad that they kind of shut him out like that, especially since it's, all through five, he was shut out. It is sad, but I just think that it's unfair to say PTSD in regards to Harry, but we can't say the same thing in regards to Hermione and Ron right now. Like, we're so focused on that? like... Who said well, that I'm, that's invalidated? I mean, by saying it's bad writing and like basically saying that like it's unrealistic, that is kind of what that is saying. Did you say it was bad writing or like bad writing? I said like, I think. Oh, I, don't, but I didn't. What say is it. the I mean, difference me, between that? Okay. <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. Like, I just think it's unfair to say Harry has PTSD. This is why he is the way that he is. But then, like, we can't say the same thing in regards to like Hermione and Ron. Like, that's a huge thing that they went through. And, like, I can totally see them having a hard time wanting to go back in and, like, be all in with the things he's saying and, like, experience it again whenever it, like, clearly worked out so unwell the last time. I think everyone needed some therapy so they could all communicate. Obviously. (laughs) Vinny brings up the point all three of them are stubborn and headstrong. As Gryffindors are. What do you mean by that? Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Digging your heels in. Digging your heels in. But like also. Don't shut people out. At least like hear them out. And try and be supportive. Yeah. Like it's. It's it's hard because. Like I could see if they're feeling a certain way. But then it's also like. But you should be there for your friend. It's again communication 
I like what Jess said. She said people don't act rationally when they're traumatized, though. And I think that like that's a really important thing to remember, like not only just for Harry, but for like everybody who went to not even just Ron and Hermione, like Luna, Neville, Ginny, like none of them necessarily are going to act rationally in regards to like listening maybe listening to the things that harry has to say because of the trauma that they went through you know what i mean Hmm. it's a dangerous game to play in the middle of a war i mean totally i I just think it's i mean it's an unfortunate situation on like all ends it's just it sucks yeah because they everybody got traumatized because of a bad decision that like they all just went head first in believing and then all of them ended up being tricked by Voldemort. Like, I'm not here to say that it was just Harry who was tricked. Like, they all, well, you can't they put all the went in. Harry. It's Voldemort's fault that all of these things are happening, True. realistically. True. Yeah, I know. But they all fell for it. So that's traumatizing as heck for yeah. all of them. Trauma's not cool, man. Yeah, it's just like it Vinny like this says, reaction just doesn't surprise me by them. Okay. Basically. Playing off of that, Vinny says, I don't see anything out of character. Most of the books they are on constant debate about everything. It's part of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's why their friendship like works so each well. Other. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed too serious to be like no. You know, a flat no. I don't know, but maybe that's just me. I also know the truth and they don't. And they're not real. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho. But I mean, it's not real, but like, that's why we talk about it. Like, that's why we're here. Right. All right. Switching it up. Guess who's doing lightning round? Me. Okay, let's see. How the heck does she pick these? (sighs) okay (laughs) carefully right um sive asked do you think if you're angry and you say a swear while you're holding your wand that it would actually curse someone (laughs) god i hope not not. (laughs) i'd be so screwed because I have a sailor's mouth. I think this whole podcast would be cursing everybody. <laughs> maybe it maybe it just shoots sparks. Um, let's see. Morgan asks, what excuse would you use to avoid the slug club? I guarantee I wouldn't be invited, so I wouldn't have to worry about it. I doubt that. Um I have to wash my hair. <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that the go-to excuse back in the day? Gotta wash my hair. <laughs> it's a hair day. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I have a date with my cat. <laughs> um, let's see. Sam Gartley asks, you, you could come up with if you could come up with an honorary title for the other Swish hosts like Warlock, what would they be? <sighs> Awkward silence. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. That's hard. A, wit- a witch lock? 
witch mm. lock. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't make up my own terms. Not that fast. Um, I don't know. This is too hard. No, I know. I can't think of one either. Usually I can. It's going to come to me at like 4 a.m., you know? A witch. <laughs> like a witch, but a witch. A I don't witch. know. <laughs> I can't come up with something. Yeah. Weesh. <laughs> um, Allie4352 asks, what sugary treat makes you feel warm and cozy like honeydukes? Mm. Just like, like a- off the top of my head, like Go. the first thing I thought of was like a warm cinnamon roll, like a freshly Same. baked warm cinnamon roll. I thought of a warm chocolate chip cookie. Mm. Oh. Ice cold milk. Good choice. I love it. Good choice. I used to not like cinnamon rolls. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were horrible. Well, I also used to not like mac and cheese. And then I saw the like, I don't know. Ask my childhood self. That's crazy. Idiot, clearly. Idiot. Idiot. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I don't know how Meg picks this. She's good at it. Uh, Margaret, Marguerite asks, is there a Half-Blood Prince spell mentioned in the chapter that you would use? Did we? I think we might have done in that one chapter? before. Oh, yeah. I feel like we did. Because I said Muffliato. I think a lot of us said Muffliato. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lastly, just because I liked this, Sive suggested that there should be a Meg's list of desirables, like Opals, Taylor Swift, Disney, um, excuse me, Sive. What about me, her wife? You should. But I think actually Vinny did create one. So Lettuce that's... would be on there, number one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that's on the undesirables. <laughs> okay. We did get a bingo. Congratulations, Ravenclaw. You got 50 extra Woo-hoo. points thanks to Aubrey, Aubrey Butte. Boo. Good job. But congrats. <laughs> <laughs> but who won the house cup? Yeah. Who won the house cup? <gasps> Hufflepuff. Are you kidding? 110 points. Dang. Closely followed second place, Ravenclaw with 80. Mm-hmm. Slytherin in third with 70. And Gryffindor with 50. Last. <laughs> <laughs> Would someone please award the cup to the puffs? Highly appreciate it. Congratulations. Who's ready for a fan story? Lots of my voice. Is that my voice? This fan story comes from Kate, which is kind of cool because, hi, I'm Katie, and we talked about Katie Bell a lot, and this is Kate. And this one comes from August of 2018. This is oldie. So Kate says, hey, everyone, my name is Kate I. I'm new to the podcast, although if you're still listening, you're definitely not new to the podcast now. And recently started listening because I saw Cursed Child in London. Amazing. Highly recommend. And when I get when I got back to the U.S., I wanted more Potter all the time. So I found your podcast. My Potter story started when I was six in 1998. My mom is a teacher and she somehow heard about Sorcerer's Stone. And she bought it and brought it home for me. I was an early and avid reader. So I read the entire book the same week when she brought it when she brought it to me. I couldn't wait for the second book. I remember being so disappointed that the second wasn't out yet. Little did I know that the wait for the 
for book two would be nothing compared to waiting for the rest of the series, movies, books, and now Fantastic Beasts. I love that the series is just continuing in different ways. I'm excited all over again. I was instantly obsessed. In fact, when I turned 11 in 2003, I literally believed I could get a letter in the mail. I think my mom noticed my behavior must have been odd. She eventually talked to me and I vividly remember tearfully confiding in her that I wanted to go to Hogwarts and she had to tell me it wasn't real. I can't even tell you the heartbreak I felt at that, although childish. But I knew and understood it then and didn't harbor any more delusions after that heart-to-heart with my mom, but the only way to go to Hogwarts was to go and reread them. I have no idea how many times I've read the book now. I'm 26 and I have multiple copies of all the books, even read them in Finnish, which I grew up speaking at home with my family. My mom and I did all the release parties. We bought one book and I definitely stole them when I moved out, and I always had to wait for my mom to read first. But other than that, we didn't have a lot of money growing up and we had so many kids at home. So I was never able to really buy Potter things or games or costumes as a kid. Now in adulthood, Potter means so much more to me. When I was younger, I was not in a very friendly school and I was also easily embarrassed. Still am. So I pretty much never talked about Harry Potter with friends because I thought it was, quote, weird. I did, however, basically force my sister to let me read the books to her when we were children. She's not a big reader. We only got through four. Those were the only books out at the time and we all know how long the wait from four to five was but what, but she still appreciates the movies and enjoys the story even if she hasn't read them so as an adult i'm practicing not being ashamed of myself for what i like i logically know that a lot of people love harry potter but i've never met someone who loves it as much as me so i still have that childish fear of seeming weird i've been talking about it more to other people in hopes of finding someone in real life who's obsessed to the level that i am Recently, I've started collecting the replicas made by the Noble Collection. So far, I have the Sword of Gryffindor, the Diadem of Ravenclaw, Tom Riddle's Diary, and the Hufflepuff Hufflepuff Cup. Expensive, but super worth it, and I'm displaying them proudly in my home. I'm a strong Ravenclaw, but also an honorary Slytherin. I'm in Thunderbird at Ilvermorny, but also, I think, a little Wampus. I'm still trying to figure out the sorting at Ilvermorny. My wand is Sycamore Wood with a Dragon Heartstring Core, nine and three quarters long and hard flexibility i don't like my patronus test results but i like to think that my patronus is either a whale or a bangle kitty a whale Mm. patronus would be really cool yeah thanks so much for keeping up with this podcast i know nothing about florida's universal studios because i've never been able to afford to go so it's nice to learn about it and hopefully go myself in the next few years i literally talk to all of you as i listen (laughs) responding to your questions or answering speculations even though i know you can't hear me it's made long car rides more bearable. Sorry if my story is long and we're very typical. It's not. I know lots of us grew up with Potter. Mm. I love this because I feel like a lot of people we hear all the time. I'm the only Potter nerd I know of. I don't have anyone to talk to about it. Um, and like I can totally get that feeling of like you don't want to seem like the weird one or like what you like. You don't, you feel like you can't express your passion for something because maybe the people that you hang out with don't have that same passion and don't um, encourage it, which sucks. So I'm glad that you're, t- you're taking the steps to be who you are because that's what's important. And if anyone ever shuts down your excitement for something, that is not okay at all. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah. And I love that you're being you. I also like to collect stuff from the Noble Collection, so I get that. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really want and I don't have because it is pricey is the diadem. What about the sword? Well, that's pricey. 
Mm-hmm. The diadem so can fit though. on a shelf, though. True. <laughs> the sword I have to get like a special thing for. But it is my dream to own the sword of Gryffindor and a replica of um, the master sword from Legend of Zelda. So one day, oh, dude. <laughs> one day I will have. I want this. I want the master sword and I want the Highland shield hung up in my office. Someday, someday I'll have That'd be it. Pretty cool. Yeah. What about the mask? Which one? Majora's mask? There's Yeah, Majora's mask is fine. There's a lot of masks though, Katie. Oh. Well one of them. Your favorite. <laughs> Majora's mask is evil though. <laughs> I didn't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've not played that game. I love you. It's a messed up game. Like if you look up like theories about that game, ee. It's quite sad. Which game? Majora's mask. Yeah. It's quite sad. It's a good no, game. Nothing about it. Yeah. Don't worry. We don't. We won't make you name masks from Zelda. <laughs> I couldn't do that either. I could name two characters in that game: Zelda and Link. Yes, and she does know which is male and which is female. Yeah. A lot of people baby don't. steps. I know. A lot of people don't. I know. Well, thank you, Kate, for your story, and thanks for yes. being so patient to have it read. Now. Yeah. Who wants a joke? I do. It's a trick question if you're looking at it from a swish perspective, but where do wizards go on vacation? The lake! <laughs> they go to Acapulco in Hexaco. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you want me to read this? Oh, sure. Go for it. So follow your hosts on social media. Megan and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus family. Me, Tiffany, I am on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah's on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. You want to know about me? I always want to know about you. I am tantalizingly close to being finished with... The title just slipped my mind. Shadow Rising. Shadow Rising. Thank you for being in control of my life. Um, I think I have two and a half hours left. Which is down to the wire. Things are getting real. It's getting really good. It really picked up. This is weird to say, but it really picked up within that, you know, last like five hours. (laughs) Because I don't even know what chapter I'm on because I'm listening to it on Audible. Um, So I'm almost done with that. And that's good. It's been very snowy and cold here in the land. And I have to be honest, like I'm really over it. And the snow's not going anywhere until like (laughs) next week. And it's January. I told Marty in the car the other day, I was like, you know, I think I'm done with winter. And he goes, it's January. He's like, you got until at least March. Maybe at the end of April. Last year. I remember because it was so weird looking because the leaves were little and there was snow was like making the trees like bend. Yeah, it was strange. Um, And then as of today, the new Pokemon game is coming out tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. Um, open world. Can't wait. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> love people love hearing other people talk through yawns. But 
just teaching, trying to get trying to get by. And that's uh, kind of it. What's up with the Petrus fam? Yeah. We decided we are doing a big rearrange of our apartment. Um, just because it feels... We've just been feeling, like, cluttery and it's making us unmotivated. So we're doing all our podcast stuff in a separate room. So it's, like, that's its own thing. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to, like, freshen up our space. I'm pretty stoked about that. That's always good. Yeah. And, like, I want to, like donate more crap we have a bunch of stuff that we like put all together to donate and then it just sat there and it's like because I anywhere that oh i hate it and it's yeah. because i have to actually like go to a place to donate it and then i don't yeah. think about it and then it just sits there i just need it out of my place yeah so i get it oh, just fresh stuff you know that's about it though I'm trying to think but that's i'm fun. excited like, about that new pokemon game though yeah yeah. How do you say the title? I don't want to say it wrong. I say like a Arceus, but I I'm not sure if that's correct. C. Arceus, it might be. See, I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> uh, no idea. <laughs> how do you say? <laughs> how do you say this Pokemon word? Sauce, so what you doing? You know me, working and reading, and that's about it. Arceus. Arceus. You're right. It was Arceus. A, a hard. Hard seat. What have you what is something that you read recently? I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh things that are not appropriate for public consumption. <laughs> uh, what about bot? <laughs> I bought a lot of books, Tiffany. I'm aware. Um I bought Re- You've Reached Sam, which is going to be a really sad read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not 100% ready for it. But that's probably what I'm going to read next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else I bought. Bought some YA books and then one about nurses in England. I think like during the war. I think that's which war? World War One or two. I don't remember what it said on the front, but it's like true stories. Mm. So, yeah, and then I bought another thing of Akatar books because they were pretty. I'm going to return some other ones. So, oh, okay, yeah, the hardback of the colors. Yes, okay. it bought at least bought individually. Um, they are the same color as the paperback, which I think is really pretty. Yeah, so I like. Yes, and shortly when this comes out, it's like a week. Until Crescent City 2, which is what House of Sky and Breath comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited yet nervous about it. You keep saying that. I'm like, I'm on, I think I'm still on chapter two or three. Because um, there's a lot of world building up front. And so it's a lot of information. But like, you say it made you like super emotional. Somebody else, um, who I follow on the internet has said it was like one of their favorite books of all time it's, and it wrecked them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, she's even said like, there's, there's like a mystery that's like throughout. And I think it's going to be only three books throughout like the three books. 
There's um, only going to be three? I think so. Okay. But she also said that early on about Akatar, and then obviously there's significant, like way more. I wonder if this other one's going to be like super thick with juicies too. This one's over 700 pages. Yeah, the one that's coming out, the second one. What's the? How many is the first one? It's over 700, almost 800. <sighs> this one I think was like 768. Dang. Um, I just want the characters that I like to have like a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that makes me nervous. I get it. So we'll I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm sure I have that day off so I can go buy what day is it, it in person. The 15th of February. It is a Tuesday. Valentine's Day is a Monday? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, the day after Super Bowl Sunday, which is on a Sunday, Tiffany. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I have the weekend off finally. I said that like I don't have every other weekend off, but last weekend killed me. Um, so that's what I'll be doing. Tax stuff and reading. Sounds eventful. Yeah, you know, I have nothing going on in my life. Oh. That's it. All right. Well, I hope you're all ready to talk about a young Tom Riddle next time gonna get weird tom riddle jr mm-hmm. jr yeah why don't we ever call him that i don't know the other junior <laughs> um what could this be for hmm are you gonna sneeze no oh. i'm having for my curses and kisses a lot. for what <laughs> curses and kisses curses and kisses okay so that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down amazing my voice. you can't smell the candles is that what you said no i can't like i can't burn them oh i was like there's <laughs> what are you talking about did i tell you i bought one that's supposed to smell like dole whip off of etsy i don't have it yet but i'm really excited for it that's I awesome. It, I hope it smells. There's a place good. in Disney Springs that does like diffuser oils and stuff like that and candles and like wax melts that are like smells from around Disney. Would Marty have issues? Is it the scent that he has issues with? Like, I wonder if I'm really not oil. sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good like maybe like the like maybe wax the melts gives would off be okay. Them. Yeah. Oh, I got a hop seats. Hold on. Oh my god, look, I'm over here now. Bye, Swishers!